the only thing that can prevent spirit to come into your life is you thinking you need to know how to do it. Once there is an acceptance within you that you don't need to know everything and there is a humbleness, a curiosity, a softness within you, a certain softness within you to welcome that, it will kick in. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Here we are. We have arrived. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. And when I say we have arrived, I feel like this podcast has been in the works for ever, in the works before this woman that I'm about to bring forward before we even knew each other. And so when I say we've arrived, arriving in the space to lead this conversation, to have this conversation, to bring it forward for you today, I feel like it's such an honor. I am so grateful. I am so blessed. The woman I am about to introduce you to, her name, her name alone carries a potent frequency. She is how to describe this woman, how to describe this woman. She is a spiritual teacher, a master, a beautiful woman in my life. And when I say her name carries a frequency before we met, before we connected, I had heard my mentor say her name, literally just say her first name one time. And I felt an energetic connection. I was like, I meant to know this woman. And months later, she came into my world through one of my hidden offers. This was about eight, seven, eight months ago. And we've been working together ever since in various ways, one-to-one in masterminds. We've gotten to meet each other and be in each other's presence in person. And every single conversation I have with this woman is deep. It's deep. It's expansive. It's opening for me. It's opening for her. And so today we are coming forward with a conversation for you. Let me introduce you to Hamaya. Hamaya, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure. I feel that this is a very meaningful moment. And if it is a meaningful moment for me and for you, Immediately, it is a meaningful moment to so many people, those who are listening and those who will listen. And I feel the richness of our connection and the strength of our connection have this energy. When I called in, you know, in the consecration just before we started, I called in the essences that I'd like to show and to bring and we would like to have in this session today. 
And I felt like there's another one, which is, what is it? What is it? And I posed within me, and the quality was immortality. Mm. And I feel that we bring something to each other and to the world together that is anchored in the world of immortality. Wow. I love that. I feel that it feels like such a deep truth in my soul. And this is exactly why I feel like, you know, the first time I heard your name, like I say, when I, when I see you pop up in social media and it's your name, like I felt it the moment that our energies collided. And so it has been such a gift to be on this journey with you and to now be coming forward in this way to have a conversation like we're about to have today. And I want to just dive straight in. I want to dive straight in. As you said there, like the consecration before, like this is something I want all of you to know about Hamaya as well. Everything that you lead in, you bring in your truth and unapologetically and bring in the connection with divine God, spirit. And as we went to record this podcast, Hamaya asked me, she's like, can I lead us in consecration for a few moments before? And so much of the work you and I each do is so deeply rooted in the energetic field, is so deeply rooted in spirit and in that connection in frequency first, in calling in what's to come, in trust of what's to come forward, but in that co-creative energy. And recently we had a conversation um, in one of our mastermind spaces together where I was talking about you know, when I'm connecting with, with women that I know I'm meant to be diving deeper with women that I'm meant to work with, that oftentimes the connection happens in the ethers first, often the connection happens in frequency first, like through, through our meditation, through energetics. And I intentionally like harness this energy. I know you deeply feel this as well. And you often say, you know, in night school is where the connection, the connection point happens as well. Can you share more about your experience with this, your thoughts around this? Yes, with pleasure. I became aware of night school as I went deeper and deeper in a shamanic lineage, which I am part of. And I was very intensely practicing and participating in the teachings, delivering the teachings and as everything is a frequency that move in density into the 3D dimension, what we name reality, we can say that God is a frequency. We can say that Genesis, what exists in Genesis, is a frequency, a free-flowing energy that went denser and denser through the higher realms, through the higher heavens, until it moves into more crystallized form, a geometry form in this world. Somewhere along the way, which is a big metaphysical knowledge, but somewhere along the way, there is a space where our soul is connected to, and there is a space where we, as human, the entire world, like everyone, tap into this space to recharge every day. It's almost, we can say, 
although this is not, but we can say that half of our time is there, if time even exists. You know, I don't know how high we're going to go in this conversation, but if time is really existing, half of the time we are in no place. We are in what can be named in other modalities, uh, hyper-consciousness or unconsciousness, or like there's so many words to that, but those are, this is no place. Those are the heavens. And in those places, we tap into and calibrate and connect to what is about to come. And the resolution of what exists in this realm sometimes is shocking. So we can literally, there were times that I could literally see either what is going to happen to me or what is about to happen to someone that I know. Those realms are pure potential, of course, but those realms are also portals and yeah, direct channels to what is about to come here. And I feel that if I can add something about you connecting through frequency to your clients or I'm connecting through frequency to my clients, what I feel that we need to take into consideration is that there is a connectivity field that gets us connected. It's not only me and you or me and my client or you, the listener, whomever listening now, and his, her client or their client. There is a connectivity field, an essence that we are part of. Something in that sense that is bigger than you and, and I. And that connects us. Mm. It's not only soul to soul. Of course, we feel this connection. But there is a higher reason. If we want to say it like that, there is a higher essence. And that, when I tapped into that, when I understood that this is a field that if I am mastering a certain thing, it will attract people to have a communication with me in the astral plan. Spirit guides will point and send someone to come to my classes in the astral plan because there is an essence that connects us. Mm. And it could be personal, a personal story, like part of our soul contract, and it could be beyond everything, like an, something we need to learn, something we need to heal, something that we need to bring to the planet. And I love that you've, you know, that you use the word night school, that this and you, when you talk about, you know, when we're how much time we spend, you know, here on this plane, how much time we spend in other dimensions. And obviously, like night school, like while we're, while we're sleeping, while we're in dream time, it's like, this is often when we're the most accessible. And as you said, you know, oftentimes my husband has even said to me, he's like, okay, like my daughter will call for me in the middle of the night, let's say. And he's like, okay, he's like, come, like, come back, like, come back, land here, like, come back to your body, like, come back to like earth right now. And I I feel like I'm very aware at this point in my journey. I'm very aware of the connections that happen in other planes and other dimensions when, you know, astral travel, like all of that. But there was for a long time, I was not aware. And I want to just bring this forward right now, because there's I know that there's people listening, that feel like that doesn't happen for me, I go into a deep sleep. And like, I, I'm not aware of this. But whether you're aware of it, or not, there is connection happening in 
the ethers all the time. Totally. So it's really interesting because you speak about your your children. And a few days ago, I was sitting here, exactly here with my child. And he looked at me and he said to me something that many times I bring into classes and people are like in shock when I say that. He looked at me and he told me, mom, are we sleeping now or are we awake? Is it real or is it my dream? And I looked at him really straight in his eyes and took a deep breath and gave him, I gave him like this beautiful initiation. I looked at him and I said, we cannot know if we're now dreaming or if it is reality. You need to master both because you would never know. Mm. And you, I, I arrived in situation in night school. And of course, I'm bringing awareness to that. I am in this field more than 20 years. I arrived in situation in night school that I can have conversations about clothes. <laughs> so I'm there in this sacred space and communicating with my students. And there was once that I saw myself going aside and asking one of my students in night school, where have you bought this dress? Like I can see the forms are so visible sometimes. There was one time in night school that I had an experience that I was, it was so shocking. I was leading a retreat. It was a 28 days retreat. I don't know how many people are doing this crazy thing, but it was a 28 days in a row retreat where we're doing deep work, uh, ascension work, where we needed to go through a deep cleansing. And in night school, I could see one of my students going through something and I was so with her and I woke up in the morning and I said to myself that was the realest that I've ever seen in night school it was so concrete where is my free will now because is that going to happen exactly what I've seen it's like I can I need to I need to witness that and a guest teacher came that was three days where we had a guest teacher in. And I had this deep promise within me that I'm going to witness. I want to witness that. I'm not going to take initiative. I just want to see how it unfolds. There is a message here for me and for the world. And somehow the guest teacher was creating some group work and so on. And he paired me with her. And I was like, okay, it's getting closer. And she went into the work that I've seen her going through at night school. And I find myself in the same position, the same vision, the same experience as I had in night school. I could see her. I could see her skin. I could hear her voice. It was so concrete that it was shocking, shocking. And at the same time, night school can also be very abstract where you just wake up with a notion or you just perceive something like whispers and a work is being done and it is bigger than the concrete reality. It's beyond time. It's beyond space. It is beyond what the mind can perceive. I feel like this right now to like bring a conversation forward like this right now I feel that the I mean 
this industry, the world, like this industry, the online industry, the coaching industry is so ripe and ready for these deeper conversations, for these deeper connections into spirit, this deeper awareness of things that are happening that's not in the tangible field that we can't see that goes beyond like what our human is experiencing on this plane. And I know for you, I mean, obviously, I know so much about you and I know your story. And I think oftentimes when, well, in the past, when I've heard, you know, a conversation like this, when I've heard someone speak in the way that you speak and with the knowing that you, that you have, and I've also had the pleasure, just for those of you listening, I've also had the pleasure of being a student of Hamaya's, of being in her classes as well. And I would think if I didn't know your story, that this is the way it's always been for you, that you've always you know, since a child, like been tuned in this way and felt these energies and just knowing this as truth. And I think it's important to share that we each go through our own journey and experience with tapping into these levels of truth, let's say. Yes, I'm like holding myself from laughing because I believe that we all have this potential. The same, you know, people are expanding into potentiality in so many areas of their life. We all have this potential of being 100% connected to divinity, to our subtle senses, the same that we are activating our seeing, our hearing, our taste, like we activate all of the physical senses we also can activate all the subtle senses and it is like a muscle. I call it a spiritual muscle. It's a spiritual muscle that you practice and you practice and you practice and you get better and better and better to the extent that it becomes part of your reality. Like I know sometimes when people are speaking about me, I just know that I, it's way beyond intuition. Now science will invest you know, a lot of energy into the research of the mind. And they will also say there's like something that we name a junk DNA. And this is like, we don't tap or we are using only 5% of our conscious, of our mind, our conscious mind, like all of the, the rest. It's like, because it cannot be proven to the mental mind. So we're not going to tap into it. This is a treasure this is the breath that comes into your lungs and give you the possibility to live. It's your mood. It's your happiness. It's your energy, your capacities, your vitality. It's your vision, your ideas, your inspiration. There's so many things that are connected to the realm that we name spirituality. And why not becoming aware why not educating ourselves of how we work with energy? And we need to use energy because it's a common word that, again, the science gave, but, you know, call it spirit with the unknown, with the unseen. Call it the way you want to call it. The one that gives you breath, the one that brings you to life. It's like, how can we live without an acknowledgement of that? So much, so much of the frustration that we carry, of doubts, of confusions, of 
self-esteem issue, self-love issue, self-worth, connection, relationship, longing, desires, dream, manifestation, like it's all connected to this realm. Isn't it the time really to embrace it? This is why I said too, like, I feel like now, like the world is so ripe for this type of leadership, for this type of mentorship to follow this calling. And I almost feel like this boom over the last, let's say, 10, 15, 20 years in the personal development space, like growth, evolution, like that it coming in in the way that it's came forward the past, you know, 20 years or so was like almost just ripening us up for what's to come to being preparing us for this deeper acknowledgement that this deeper space where we get to choose, I feel like to tap into. And this is where, what I want to really dive into next is this like choice, this deciding, because I think at times it's easy for people to say or feel, well, Hamaya, I can hear you speak and I can hear you speak about this field of energetics and and other realms, but like, that's not the way it works for me. Like, I don't, do you know what I mean? And it's like, there's this deep knowing that we all are able to tune in and access spirit in this way. Does it start with the deciding? It starts with finding an era inside of you, inside of your heart, where you feel humble. Because the only thing that can prevent spirit to come into your life is you thinking you need to know how to do it. Mm. And if the mind want to occupy, occupy the space of awakening the spirit, that would be the only thing that wouldn't make it work. And the only thing that exists inside of you that can be ignorant slash arrogant and see how beautiful those words sounds together It's the mind. This is the only area in your life. Once there is an acceptance within you that you don't need to know everything and there is a humbleness, a curiosity, a softness within you, a certain softness within you to welcome that, it will kick in. It will kick in. And this is, by the way, the biggest misconception that exists about spirituality. Most of the people tap into spirituality when they are on the ground, like smashed, like really, like they are obliged to be humble because there was an earthquake in their life. And as the 3D world just collapsed in front of their eyes, then they are saying to themselves, oh, I can sense something else. Something else exists behind those walls. Actually, there's something here. There's something bigger than me. But if we, instead of calling and activating those smackdowns, which I know you're listening to Jack, so you know she's using those words, instead of calling the smackdown, instead of calling an earthquake, instead of calling a breakdown, instead of calling an illness, Go make love with God. The door is open. So the way that you word this here with the door being open, like the amount of times that I've said this as well, and Maya and I have a very running inside joke about my use of the words spiritual smackdown, because, but truly what, what I had this knowing, and again, while, while it felt like my world was blowing up at the time, 
right from the beginning, I had this deeper sense and knowing of like, there was something truly in this experience for me. And what I knew right away is like, I didn't have that door open to the angelic realm, to God, to spirit. And even though I had tiptoed, I had tiptoed, I had dabbled in the past, what I could see in hindsight, the few years leading up to my spiritual smackdown was that there was many knocks on the door. There was many knocks on my door from spirit. And I was just like, let me close this door in your face. Like just like, boom, bang, like doors not open people like knock, 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 knock. And I'm going to slam the door in your face. Yeah. So, um, excuse me, but we all need to say the truth. This is the source of ignorance and the source of being arrogant. We all have been there when we are disconnected. It's when the ego is leading. Mm -hmm. So spirit is calling us in so many ways. For some people, this conversation is your sign that spirit is calling you because in this conversation, you already heard many things that makes you either, that made you either doubt or hold your breath or become curious. All of those are signs that spirit is calling you. And to step in, it's like it's not that complex because it is already inside you. So I have a beautiful friend that I love very much, and she's going through a spiritual awakening. It's already her second year. Today we had a little exchange, and she said, but why is the road so long and hard? And I was laughing when I heard that. And I said, of course it is a long road because it's the only road. When you think that a road can be short, it means that you, one day you will have a destination. You would never have a destination. It's a long road. So how do you walk this road and how do you step into more, pass through more and more portals? Sometimes spirit will come. Sometimes there would be a book. Sometimes that will be an insight. Sometimes there would be a goosebump that you feel. And sometimes you take on yourself a mentor. You take on yourself a teacher. You take on yourself a master because that in my experience, this is the biggest acceleration. And I gave her one time and she said, but what, what would I do if like, if I, if I would work with you, what would I do? And the best example is, did you ever have a situation where you stood next to a ballet dancer or like a good Pilates teacher and you're just standing next to the person and without paying attention, you suddenly, you know, you put your belly a little bit in, you strengthen your back, the shoulders are more relaxed, chin goes up, eyes go soft, and it's the entire position shifts. We all had this experience. We all had this tiny little activation that is happening from aura to aura. And this is what is also happening when you are in the presence of someone who have this realm already open, then intuitively, psychically, silently, your energetic field starts to be activated. It's like it's a resonance. It's a matter of resonance. If you put guitars that are tuned in the same room and one guitar will make a note, someone will make a note in one guitar, all the guitars that are tuned will resonate. 
And this is how life, this is what is happening. And we do that with each other. We do that with sacred codes and sacred knowledge. We do that with ourselves, with the knowledge, the knowledge that exists within us from our past life and from our future life because we know what is about to come. Well, and then I feel like a huge part of this as well is trusting in that knowledge within us, trusting in that that ping you feel, that pull you feel, that call to a certain mentor, let's say, that call to a book. It's like trusting in the things that are showing up in your in your fields of awareness in in this earth, in this lifetime as well. Like I've I've talked so much or I've spoke so much about, you know, the power, the impact of first beginning to read conversations with God and what that, that impact that had on me. And literally the book fell out of a bookshelf when I was connected with it. And I picked it up. And at that time, the word God felt like a huge, like, uh, uh-uh, like felt like a, a disconnect for me. And it's like, can we trust in the things that are appearing? Can you trust when you, when you hear a certain word, when you, when you feel a certain feeling, when you have this awareness, this knowing, can you trust in that? Can you trust in where that's leading you versus wanting your mind to take over to like, to know in that sense of your mind's knowing? Yes. And that trust is also an art because sometimes we can get confused. We can have some opinions about what we want and about how things should be for us. And we want to manipulate the flow of the divine plan. And we choose to trust things that are convenient to us. And it's not always what we need to trust. I remember one time I had a client, she was in the dating world, and she kept on dating one person and another person and another person. And as she was, and every time it didn't work for her. And she was saying to me, but my intuition is telling me that this is the guy. And I told her, why don't we skip the intuition for a moment? Because it seems that the intuition told you that this is the guy so many times and it didn't work. So maybe the intuition is not that refined and we should listen to something higher than that. Because our needs and our want, which we all have, can sometimes clutter, can eclipse what we can truly trust, like the day that the book was falling at your hands. The day that the book was falling into my hands, here's the thing is I wasn't looking, I wasn't in want or need, but I feel I was open. I feel like I was in a place of receiving, allowing. And this goes back to something that you said earlier when it's like, okay, if I need to figure out the like, the how, you know, that the how that I can, you know, tune deeper into this work, how can I be more open? How can I channel like I was smiling as you were having that conversation too, because I remember for myself when I was like, No, I want to choose this, I want to experience it. I was like, someone just teach me how someone give me the like, playbook of like, what I've got to do like this, 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 and then it, and then it, and then it works. And I got so caught up in, in not knowing that I was already tuned in that I was already able to tap into spirit in this way, I had to come back into this place, like you said, this, this humbleness of just opening. 
allowing, allowing the unfolding. Yeah. And the recognition that it is coming from within. It is coming from within. We are projecting it before it is happening. How hard it is to realize it again and again. We made peace with the fact that we see the world upside down. It is already physically proven that we see the world upside down. We made peace with that. We still didn't make peace with the fact that we see the world inside out. And we live life inside out. And it is still in the realm of the spirit to hold that space for humanity until humanity will surrender into that wisdom. And there will come the time that will be a truth consent the scientists and the mystics are operating from the same chakra, from the third eye. That I feel so deeply right there. Like I just sat here with my eyes closed as you were speaking, receiving that. There are often times when Hamaya and I are having conversations that I've, that I've said to her, like that one sentence, that one line, that one word draws me in. It draws me into your vibration. It drives, it draws me into the vibration of, of wanting to know more of wanting to deepen. And it draws me into the vibration of my own truth. So from where you began there with that, we haven't acknowledged that we experience that we see the world from the inside out, like, can we just like take a, take a moment to like really feel into that And I think so often there's, you know, conversations about the mirrors, about the projections and this element here. Whoa, like it just, it feels massive to me. Yeah. And it is massive for the world still. It's massive for most of the people. But once it become your Truth, can you imagine the freedom of life that you have inside of you? It doesn't mean that you're still not exploring. You might even continue to explore frustration. Yeah, because it's a world of exploration. It's a world of abundance. You will keep on exploring. But the position that you have in living this life is freedom. And then this makes me feel like, you know, there's so much talk about freedom and the desire for freedom and the want for freedom and becoming an entrepreneur from the freedom. And at the same time, it feels like there's a lot of experiences where it's like, and chasing freedom and striving for the freedom and needing to go out, go out and get the freedom. And, and when I, when I hear what you're saying here, it's like the perception that freedom exists outside of us versus the freedom that exists within, that's unlocked within. Yeah, so we can go back to the point where you say choice, right? You said we we should choose that. Mm -hmm. Choosing itself, the free will to live this life in ignorance, to live this life as love, to live this life as truth, to live this life in whatever way you want to live it. This is this choice is both the ultimate freedom, your ability to choose is the 
ultimate freedom, and at the same time, it is awareness in action. Because you will always choose according to your level of awareness. The act at the moment of choosing, of saying this word or the other word, of making this act, of making this phone call, of choosing this person, of, of leaving that place, whatever choice you have, it is awareness in action. Your, the way that you make your choices, the way that you move in your life, the way that you perceive even possibilities and opportunities, this is the ultimate indication that can show someone's level of awareness. And that could be mysterious because masters sometimes will choose something that will be really irrational. Great masters will choose to be with some people that other people will never understand what do they do together. But the master know what he's doing with this person. Tell me more. <laughs> I feel that my own journey is in the ability to see light in everything. This is, you know, if I, when I wake up in the morning and I go to sleep at night, my inner journey is seeing light in everything. So when I tap into spaces, sometimes I can hear or see things that might seem to the normal homaya, to the human homaya, it might seem like a sabotage or it might seem like complexity or it might seem like not the right investment or so many things as such or hanging out with the wrong people. It's like, but the master Humaya, she knows what she's doing, including the ability to witness the human Humaya going through the processes. Because the master Humaya knows that she can bring light to everything and she is able to share light with everyone and she is able to support others to see their light in action or non-action. Mm. By doing and by not doing, by saying and by not saying. There is a presence inside that is anchored in night school and anchored in the higher heaven and, and that sees what is going on. And this is why I'm saying like the choices are awareness in action. Because I can see some things and I can hear some voices and I will take the decision if I stay there or if I go. And it is my own indication that guide me why. Because if I feel that I see where it is heading and I feel that I can support and navigate that to, to go into a beautiful direction, I'm going to be there because it's, it's what, I'm, what I'm here to do. And if I'm here to do that with one-on-one -on -one client, if I am here to do that with my healies, if I'm here to do that with my students, I'm also here to do that in the masterminds that I am part of as a student. I'm also here to do that with my mentors that I choose to take and continue. And I'm also here to do that with the world. And I can sometimes be in mastermind and pay money to be in mastermind and I would sit an hour just in prayer. And sometimes I will be in the mastermind and I would bring myself as I am, but, but it's like, 
there is an ability to hold multiple world within you. I feel that deeply. And when you talk about, you know, the being willing to explore in the human realm, and, and what I'm hearing you say too, is like, then the, the master, like the master Hamaya gets to allow the human Hamaya to also experience and explore. The master Hamaya isn't there to sit in judgment of the human, shame, shaming the human. It's like, we are both. We are human and divine. Yeah, and so many other things as well. We are all. We are everything. We are all that there is. And if we can say to ourselves, oh, the illogical choices going to make us do the incredible things that our mind was not perceiving, and the illogical choices going to open up to a whole new world, how far are you willing to go with that? Because sometimes you will be in illogical relationship. Sometimes you will be in illogical trips. And you're not only the subject of that. You're also the master of that. It is in that state of you owning. Why did you enter the room for the first place? Why did you incarnate it? Why are you flying in the spaceship named Earth? Honestly, I'm like sitting right now with all of this. I feel like there's so many layers to unravel here. But at the core to like live this experience, to live the experience of, of who we are, to tune into the frequency, to attune to the frequency of love, our truth, our soul's our soul's knowing, our soul's growth, our soul's expansion. Are we willing? Are we open to moving in this way, to living in this way, to breathing this way? Yeah, and to lead in this way. Lead with a soft heart. Lead with a soft heart, lead with our souls, lead with our truth, lead with our knowing. And this is exactly, you know what I said, this is what I so deeply believe that the world is ripe for this type of leadership, the type of leadership that you bring into this world, your teachings. Like I, I mentioned earlier, there's times that you and I have had conversations and you say one line and it draws me in, it draws me into your energy field because at the same time, it draws me into the depth within me, my own truth, my own knowing, like literally there's, there's times that you've said one line and I'm like, yep, like I want, I want in, like I want in, like, I want to learn from you. I want to be in that, that course with you. And again, it's the like vibration that I feel inside when you stand in your truth, when you speak these words of truth from your soul, from your heart. And, and this, this leadership for me is the most powerful type of leadership. Thank you so much. I embrace that. And I'm very grateful to hear this reflection. And I, and again, like the part of me is saying, we all have that. We all have access to this wisdom. I am not wiser than no one. I might be a little bit more open and 
I just practice it more. I don't practice it anymore. It's already me. It's an embodiment. But then this comes in. I wish for a world like that. I do too. I wish for a world like that. And this is what brings us back to what you said at the beginning as well. We all have access to this. It's all within us. And when we stand beside, you know, the ballet dancer, when we stand beside the the Pilates instructor, like it shifts our vibration, our auric fields shift together. And this for me is, is when we're doing deep spiritual work, when we're doing the ascension work, having someone that we're walking with, for me feels absolutely essential. I agree for me as well. It's a communion. And when you develop a certain quality to be in communion with an external master, then you practice how to be in communion with the master within you. Mm, that right there. See what I mean here? For those of you who are listening, it's like there's one line like this that hits so deeply. I feel like this happens when I listen to you speak, Hamaya. I feel like in a similar way it happens, I'll, I'll be reading a a prayer, I'll be reading a scripture, I'll be reading a book. And there's like one line that I can come back to again and again and again. And it's like this, this potency, this truth, this resonance in my energy field. You are such a gift, such a blessing to have this conversation. You're such a blessing in my life. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for your willingness to be so open, to go first, to bring these conversations forward. And I know oftentimes when you are like, I truly see you as a pioneer in this field. When I tap into your ancient wisdom, and I know there's times that it can feel, you know, when you are the pioneer, are other people, can other people get it? Are other people attuned into this frequency? Is it to this? Is it to that? Is it too esoteric? And I know beyond anything that the world is ready to know your name, to feel the frequency I feel every time the word Hamaya crosses my lips, every time I see your name in writing. Hamaya, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who listened to hold space for that conversation as well. I feel blessed. Thank you so much. We are blessed. We are blessed. For those of you listening right now, again, like Hamai just said, thank you for holding space for this conversation. Thank you for your willingness, trust in the reason that you are called here today. You are called to tune in. You are called to listen. I will be dropping all of the beautiful places and ways that you can find Hamaya, connect in with Hamaya's frequency energy, where you can experience more of the magic that Hamaya is. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. A million thank yous to you, Hamaya. And I will see you where we tune in next time. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human, they nurture my soul, 
These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.